0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions.
1: Uh, We were in Philly for a while. I never was in a band over there. Um, Mostly because I couldn't get my gear all the way from Seattle to Philadelphia.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, It was just in storage for a long time. And then we moved down here and I eventually drove all my gear down and looked on Craigslist and found uh, the folks from Pink Awful were looking for a bass player Uh and... Oh, they kind of sound like Sonic Youth, maybe? Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, I like Sonic Youth. I'll be in a band that sounds like Sonic Youth. So that was good. We were in a band for like six months or so, maybe, before I owned.
0: So, mm-hmm. So you were, that was the only band you were in here in Reno?
1: Yeah, that's the only band I've been here in Reno. I think um, <laughs> uh, Eek and I briefly discussed being in a... Project for the um, the Halloween shows that they do here. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: we were gonna be in a Hootie and the Blowfish cover band. <laughs> it never worked out, and I'm really kind of sad about it. Um, <laughs> you know, any opportunity to pull out the Jenkos would be. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 15 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam Catalog, hosted by Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes, we're back on the Better Band podcast. I'm your host Brandon, and today my guest is Emily Dunster. Hello, Emily. Hello. And today we're covering the quote-unquote Alison Chain's cover question mark. It ain't like that. Yeah. From the PJ Twenty soundtrack. I'd, I'd say it's a cover, you know, albeit a short one. Yeah. And then there's also the riff of the uh, other Alice in Chains song, Put You Down, at the end. Yeah. And uh, but first, before we uh, before we start trying to talk about the song, I guess, uh, Emily, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam?
1: I I think I first heard of Pearl Jam. Yeah, I was probably maybe 11 or 12 uh, living in a tiny suburb of seattle monroe washington and you know i was in that awkward transition period between childhood and teenagerhood like riding a tween. yes exactly (laughs) riding bikes with the neighbor kids which we only really had one neighbor because we lived in the middle of the woods (laughs) Uh and they were much younger than me but i remember having this little like, radio that, like, strapped to the handlebars of my bicycle and listening to Cube 93. Which, at the time, was, like, a mixture of, like, 90s hip-hop and also 90s alternative. So they had, like, TLC but also Nirvana. (laughs) And I remember hearing, I, I think Nirvana was the first band I heard there. I was like, "Oh, this is really good," you know. Also, like Ace of Base, like, I was super in Ace of Base. But um, I do remember hearing Pearl Jam on it too, you know, and thinking, "Oh, that's you know, that's good." I don't, I don't know why Ace of Base was in there. Is one of those things that I was like, "Now this is, this is some good stuff." But you know, twelve year old me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we moved actually. I guess. Technically, at that time, we were living in Snohomish, Washington. Snohomish and Monroe are kind of right next to each other. Snohomish, I would say, is like Eagleton, and Monroe is like Pawnee. So we were (laughs) living in Snohomish. And then we moved, like, less than a mile down the road, and all of a sudden we were in Monroe in a different school district. And that was kind of like the real transition into being a teenager because I was all of a sudden, you know, kind of in later middle school. And... um, had different friends, you know, that weren't into building ports anymore. They were more into music. And I remember like the first album I ever bought was Nirvana's Bleach. But like the second and third album were like Green Days Kerplunk. And then I'm pretty sure the third album I bought was Pearl Jam Versus. like it was definitely in the top ten. I don't know, I believe was the first album I ever bought, but I remember kind of thinking like, this doesn't sound like smells like Teen Spirit.
0: Maybe it's a different band name. Maybe it's that other band that's called Nirvana. Is this a different Nirvana? Yeah, because there is a there was a different Nirvana back then. I think that they were yeah, there was yeah from the eighties, I think, or something like that, or seventies maybe.
1: Yeah, like I I feel like it was like a late hippie band. Mm -hmm. Even it's just because of the name. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I remember here in Reno, about that time, the uh, the Top 40 station would be playing, you know, all that, st- you know, MC Hammer and TLC, all that stuff, and then Nirvana and Pearl Jam 2. That was back in the K- KWNZ yeah. for all the uh, Reno listeners out there back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder if Cube 93 is still a thing up in Seattle. probably is. I bet they play slightly different things other than Nirvana and TLC now. but.
0: Maybe they're a, an Alice or a Bob or something like that. Now, right? Y- you say that this is kind of an Alice in Chains sort of cover ish. Well, you, y- yeah, I'd, I'd say it's an Alice in Chains. <laughs> you know, close enough. Close enough. Yeah, I'd say it's close enough. What What, what is your? Uh, do you have a a relationship or memories about Alice in Chains? been from that time
1: i mean obviously as a middle class 13 year old girl alice in chains who sang a lot about heroin should be like my favorite bands <laughs> so like they were I'd, I'd say at least you know in the in the top five of my favorite bands back then i think you know you could have probably said that about any of the you know top grunge acts of the early to mid 90s for me but really liked Alice in Chains and I really like Pearl Jam too mm-hmm. they were you know they were on constant rotation in my crappy little cd player
0: yeah for for me out of the four sort of main bands the the, the Seattle ones Pearl Jam Nirvana Soundgarden Alice in Chains Alice in Chains was the one that scared me the most just because it was yeah. so sort of grungy and medley and definitely. Lane Staley's voice with you know the effects and stuff like that I was just kind of like oh, I'm coming from from pop radio this that's huh? too scary for me
1: yeah they yeah they were definitely dark you know and, and heavy have you seen Pearl Jam live? I have they were my first like big stadium concert was Pearl Jam for the um, it was for the Yield tour mm. And I saw him at the Memorial stadium, which is in, uh, Seattle center. Mm -hmm. Like I'd seen other shows before, but they were much smaller. I think the first show I ever went to was actually mud honey. And I remember that was also the first time that I thought I might die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Were you on the floor in the pit or? Oh
1: yeah. I had no idea. You know, I was a. 14 year old kid or however old i was but yeah i remember thinking like this is what i have seen on television but also much more aggressive than i really anticipated but um several years later obviously it was when i saw um pearl jam at memorial stadium and i remember being really excited to see them really really excited we went with a group of my high school friends and we were super pumped and of course we did what any other high schooler would do going to seattle center we ran around in the a big fountain in the middle of seattle center ran around in there and got soaking wet and then realized it was a terrible idea because it's not washington's <laughs> not warm usually even in the summertime and i remember freezing cold standing in line for hours <laughs> waiting for pearl jam to start
0: yeah, I think um, I saw them on the Yield tour. It was probably July-ish in San Diego or something like that. So it had to have been then getting towards probably August when uh, when that show was. Yeah, it was definitely summertime, but not warm. This was taken from the cassette tape that Jeff gave out that he, uh wrote Pearl Jam out on. And I think that's all the other that's all the information that I have on this that I, that I, I found it was just them jamming and playing some riffs. It definitely sounds just like they're just messing around
1: for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, I appreciate a band that can take themselves lightly as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I loved Alice in Chains, but I think they were really serious. They were so serious, you know, and so dark, but um, I appreciate bands that can find humor and things, I guess. I like this little cover. I thought it was cute, you know, and a cute uh, cover of an Alison Chain song can
0: be. <laughs> I don't know when you're throwing <laughs> in uh, references to Abe Vigoda. I mean, uh, <laughs> ah, the fish. When did he die? Was that last year, or more than longer than that ago? I I'm not sure. Oh man, I should have done my research. Damn it. <laughs> um let's see um oh man what else do what else do we have to say about this (laughs) is there anything well oh you got stuff okay good (laughs) yeah
1: like i was thinking about it a lot Mm -hmm. actually and like you know i i think it would be tough to get as low and dark and scary sounding as Allison chains did generally and on this song you know Mm -hmm. In particular, I guess it's just a very low, you know, scary sounding riff, you know, and obviously Pearl Jam is just kind of goofing around, but I was thinking like, I don't know, you know, other than like the Melvin's, I don't know if anyone's like technically able to get as low and gritty sounding as Alice in Chains was able to do. I don't know what they did to, you know, make those sounds happen.
0: Yeah. I don't think that, uh, the doom metal sort of thing is was really too prevalent back then <laughs> No it wasn't So I I wonder if uh I wonder if any of them have been uh influenced by Alice in Chains Probably I would guess so Yeah I think probably uh what was it uh uh, uh Black Sabbath is probably the more common uh influence from that Oh yeah I don't know what what else to say <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did <do> we do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you do to us?
0: <laughs> you confounded us, uh, but this isn't really a, uh, uh, I think a, a, a song that you can really say too much about, but you know, I'm the one who came up with the conceit of covering all the, <laughs> the whole catalog. So I did this to myself, I guess.
1: Yeah. You're doing it right. You're doing everything in the catalog.
0: Yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Once, once it gets to the bootlegs and stuff, the covers and improv things, what I'm going to do about that.
1: Yeah, and they did, you know, for a while they were releasing an album every time they did a concert, it seemed like. Um, I don't know if they do that anymore.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they do. They still release all the yeah. uh, the bootlegs. So you kept up with uh, with Pearl Jam in the beginning?
1: Yeah, you know, I think 10 verses in, uh Vitalogy were probably the, you know, top three Pearl Jam albums that I remember. You know, I remember when uh, No Code came out and that being a big thing. And, you know, obviously I was was there for the Yield tour. And I liked a lot of the songs on both of those albums. I think after that and my, you know, it's kind of Yield was my transition in my 20s, I guess. And I started getting more into weird stuff. So Pearl Jam dropped off the radar a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I've always liked them, you know. And I think they got, you know, I think they get this funny, like... They got shoehorned somehow into this dad band genre somewhere in there. I feel like, you know, particularly when I was, you know, in a band in Seattle, people kind of laughed at at you if you like Pearl Jam. And I remember thinking, guys, like, really? Like, you know, I think it's that similar to how people reacted around Green Day, I guess, when they got popular, you know, particularly in the hardcore scene, which is... You know what my band of Bot, was involved in. Mm. People just kind of laughed at you if you listened to Pearl Jam at all. I always did.
0: Yeah, they were. I think the more sort of accessible out of the out of the bands, right? And exactly. So they're kind of like, ah, uh, it's not. It's not cool. It's it's yep. easy to hear them played like on pop radio or something like that. Whereas Nirvana is a little bit too punk, and Alice in Chains is too scary, and Soundgarden is too yep. weird, metally. Yep
1: too many metal riffs we can't
0: do that yeah that's 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 how i always felt saying it's like oh you know pearl Jam's my favorite band it's like uh yeah. i don't really want to tell anybody because people are kind of like what pearl jam they're still around they're still releasing albums they're still touring it's like, yeah man <laughs> right, when exactly. i wear a pearl jam shirt out in the open that's always the first thing that people say people would say it's like oh pearl jam what they're still a band yeah of course
1: Come on, we like our generation's Rolling Stones, man. They're gonna be around forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope there's no hip breaking or anything uh, like that in the future.
1: Yeah, although I think we're unfortunately we're getting old enough now that I feel like you know I don't know Eddie Vedder might be coming up on that awkward hip break you know age where we gotta watch out for his hips. I don't
0: think he's in his sixties
1: yet. I don't think he's. Yeah, he's probably in his late. He's gotta be in his late fifties though, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe mid, maybe mid fifties. It's looming ominously close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. Damn. Getting older. Um, Oh, I know. I think too, with, with just the, the age and them being around for so long that the, the, the dad rock sort of label, I think sort of fits them. Though, at, at least now, I mean, you have, you know, Foo Fighters, too, which I think is firmly sort of in that category just because, you know, the people who listen to them when they were younger, are, you know, having kids now. So it's like, oh, you know, this is dad music. And I know I not necessarily make, but I have had Pearl Jam on with my kid around. And she's like, yeah, let's listen to Pearl Jam. It's like, oh, cool. It's like, I want to be in a band called Girl Jam. It's like, oh, awesome. You <laughs> know, all girl Pearl Jam cover band. That would be awesome
1: that's great yeah I think they I think they fit that label okay
0: I think you know and they have kids so.
1: except we're the the age of parents now and there's
0: not there's not too many young people who are discovering them but there are there are younger people who are finding them it's it's usually through their parents and stuff I've talked to to people and heard other people talking to them and it's like oh yeah my, my parents play it and it was like oh kind of cool it's like oh wow passing the torch yeah I remember listening to a lot of you uh, listen to a lot of john prine
1: so i guess it's like now it's like this is like us giving john prine to you kids it's probably <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah except there you have uh, songs about getting out of my fucking face <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and like i i guess I listen to a lot of stuff like I listen to the Jesus lizard too, like, but you wouldn't say they're a dad band, would you?
0: Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think I think it is more court, sort of like, is like the accessible style, you know, it, it,
1: right? I think there's Yeah, I think there's got to be a certain accessibility around it, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, David like, yeah, like, just uh, can't
1: uh, fit there.
0: Yeah, Sonic Youth, I don't think is no. that at all. <laughs>
1: Although they're kinda like the jam band of our generation, right? So who Pearl Jam? No, um Sonic Youth. Uh,
0: like Like Jam Band like you know? Grateful Dead and Fish or
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, like maybe they're the like Grateful Dead equivalent. No, I
0: think that's that's definitely uh Dave Matthews band. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, Sonic Youth isn't around anymore either, so. No, they're not. I think that's something that, you know, a kid would find in a, a parent's record CD collection and would put it on and be like, what the heck is this? And would kind of be the weird eye-opening, oh, yeah, I'll listen to this because nobody else listens to it, and it's all just crazy. Is he playing his guitar with a pencil? <laughs> sort of like the uh, the Frank Zappa, maybe, of our generation. Ah, uh, hmm. I like that. But this is a Pearl yeah. Jam podcast, damn it. That works better, I think. <laughs> no talking about those other bands. <laughs> is there anything else that, uh, that we have to say about uh, Pearl Jam or Alice in Chains or this song?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: No, that's it. Do you have any uh, social media or projects you want to promote? I don't currently. Oh, okay. That's totally fine. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll definitely have you back because it's good uh, talking to you again. and. This is probably I think this is my first guest that I have that lives in Reno as well. Oh really? Yes. Huh.
1: Well I'm I'm glad to be the first uh Reno guest.
0: And you certainly I I, I wouldn't say won't be the last, but you never know. You never know. You can subscribe to The Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I'm on Twitter at BrandENP. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Emily. And as always, this is Brandon saying English. Who needs that? I'm never going to England.